Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Sunday, November 29th, the weekend after Thanksgiving. I hope everyone had a relaxing time off, a relaxing holiday, um, although I'm sure, you know, it's a different Thanksgiving than what we're used to. This is Thinking Outside the Boombox. I am back. Um, I know it's been a, a long time since I've had an episode, um, haven't been uh, able to uh, release an episode every week since I did the 20 and 20 series, but that is all about to change. Um, starting with this episode, I've decided, you know, after thinking about um, what the true essence of this podcast is, I've decided that every week... Um, I will be dropping an episode in some form. So there may not always be a big ticket, like dig deeper segment um, or dig deeper topic for me to discuss. But either way, every week, I'm going to come back with a song of the week, the press play segment to give you the hip hop and R&B news. Um, and then... I'm going to discuss one album very briefly. It's not going to be like an album review unless, you know, the quality of the album uh, calls for that. Um, But just one album, one or two albums um, that I think that you should have on your radar um, from the past episode. So, for instance, um, not this past Friday, because since albums release on Fridays, it wouldn't have been this past Friday, but the Friday before that, I would pick 
two albums maybe that I think were worth a listen that you should definitely check out and I'm just going to talk for them talk about them for a little bit just so it gives me enough time to actually listen to the albums and have something to say about them that's going to happen every week and then when there are big um big picture topics to discuss um there will be a longer dig deeper segment so um every week you know it might just be like a 25 minute uh episode it might be 30 minute episodes but Uh, I do want to make sure that the content is coming every single week. So that is what we are doing from now on, thinking outside the boombox weekly um, for certain um, wherever you listen to podcasts. So this episode um, in the Dig Deeper segment, I will be discussing the Grammys. Uh, This past week, the, the Academy released the nominations for this this year's Grammys, I believe it's the 63rd annual. So I'm going to be discussing the Grammys, some of the controversy that's already uh, come up with this year's show, as well as um, reviewing the nominations in the big four categories, the R&B, the hip hop categories, and giving my predictions like I do every year. But first, a song of the week. So the song of the week for this week... um, is by Lil Baby. Um, this has become one of my favorite songs by Lil Baby because, you know, Lil Baby is a trap rapper um, who, you know, makes pretty decent trap music. But, you know, after everything that happened with George Floyd and all of the, you know, civil unrest over, you know, how black people are treated in this country, uh, Lil Baby released a song called The Bigger Picture. And I really like this song because the the way that Lil Baby is rapping has not changed. It's it's a similar flow to how he raps, but the content is what has changed. You know, he's talking about how black people are treated in America, how he feels as a black man in America. Um, he addresses, you know, how everything that happened with George Floyd and things like that. And he did it in a, you know, kind of a trap vibe. Like it was an upbeat song, but he was you know, getting a message across. And I think that's an incredible way to do that. Like, you don't need to, like, you know, try and make a J. Cole song if you're a little baby because that's not your lane, but that doesn't mean that you can't still talk about the issues. And so I really respect that, and some other people respected that as well, as we'll get to later on. But that is the song of the week for this week. It's The Bigger Picture by Lil Baby. Uh, Without any further ado, let's jump right into the Press Play segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Press Play segment. For those of you that are new to the podcast, the Press Play segment is where I discuss the hip-hop and R&B news. It's uh, split into three segments. First is the things for you to check out. These are the new songs, the new music videos, the performances that may have happened that I think you definitely need to see. The rumor mill and announcements portion where I talk about um, announcements from different artists, from labels, or even rumors that are floating around where who knows if they might actually come to pass, but just in case, I want to make sure you heard it here first. And then the upcoming and recently released albums. Generally, this segment will feature uh, albums that I've released within the past two weeks and albums that are going to come out within the next month that I think you should check out. But since it's been... Uh, such a long time since the last episode. I'm just going to mention 
uh, a bunch of albums that came out in the month of November that I think you should check out, and then also some that are going to drop within the next month. Uh, so let's get started. First on the list, um, so J Electronica, um, this was a really confusing story. So as you know, J Electronica released his album, A Written Testimony, earlier this year. Um, we had been waiting on music from him for, I want to say, like a decade at this point. Um, and one of those albums we were waiting for was his album, Act Two, The Patents of Nobility, The Turn. It's a heavy title. Um, so that album leaked, um, I think maybe a couple of months ago. And then Jay Electronica, like, just released that album. And, you know, this was just in his archives. Um, he released it on title. Now it's off of title. And now he's saying if he has the permission, um, if he gets the permission, he will just re-release uh, the album. I think it has some Kanye verses that he needs to get permission on as well. But he's just like opening the J Electronica archives and releasing this album because the leaked version got so much love. People being like, yo, this is dope. Like, this is the album we were waiting for and all of that. So um, that's still, I think you could probably still find the album on YouTube, but it's not on Tidal anymore. It's not on SoundCloud um, but, um, I think pretty soon, I can't, I can't imagine why he wouldn't, um, get permission unless he's got some clearance stuff that he still needs to work out, but we're probably going to get this, like officially this J Electronica album. So that's something to look forward to. I'll keep you posted on that. Um, a bunch of new music videos for you to check out. Um, Saba, um, dropped off two new songs, you know, during the, the pandemic he's been he's really been inside working like you can see on instagram he's been um he's been putting in work in his studio um so he released two new songs one called so and so and one called are you down part two there's a music video for the so and so song um the music video he's dropped are mostly just him doing you know just like mundane stuff um but the music is what's important like saba is in his bag all of the songs that he's released he released two more like maybe a few months ago um all of the songs are really good it's like yo saba are you you need to drop a project soon and i and i feel like that's what he's gearing up to um so definitely check out those new saba songs um i forgot to mention Everything that I talk about in this podcast will be available in the podcast newsletter. So the podcast newsletter will have links to everything I discuss. So the links to these Saba songs will be in there. The links to any music video I mentioned will be in the podcast newsletter. You can get the podcast newsletter in two ways. First, and the best way, is you can sign up for the mailing list. Um, If you go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, right on the homepage, there's a place for you to put your email. Once you submit your email... Every week after each episode, I will you will get the podcast newsletter in your inbox uh, maybe a few hours after the episode is released. Um, actually, uh, if it's a live Twitch stream, um, which is still happening, it's just on pause for right now, um, then you'll get it a few hours after it's released. If it's just you know the audio version, which is what I'm doing now, uh, the newsletter, you'll get the newsletter as soon as the episode is released. So once the episode goes live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of that, you'll have the uh, newsletter in your inbox. If you sign up for the mailing list, you also get four curated playlists per month. Um, 
in your inbox as well. So that's an added perk for signing up for the mailing list. If you don't want to be on the mailing list and you just want the newsletter, you can go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. There's a newsletter tab. All of the podcast newsletters are there. So back to the things you should check out. Um, James Blake dropped off a new song and music video for... Uh, the song is The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face. This is a song that was popularized by Roberta Flack back in the day, back in the 70s. Um, and so James Blake did a cover of it. It's fantastic. He's been doing a lot of covers lately, and he's been knocking them all out of the park. Uh, so he also dropped off a music video for that. Check that out. 2 Chains, who dropped off an album recently, dropped off a music video for his album or his song Southside Hove. It samples uh, Jay-Z's song. Uh, the video is kind of monochromatic. It's 2 Chains, you know, doing his regular rapper music video stuff. Um, but this is a dope song. I think it might be the song that starts off the album, and it's, it's definitely one of the best on the project. Big Sean dropped off a new music video for his song with Post Malone called Wolves. This was on his Detroit 2 project. Um... You know, his music videos as of late have been pretty um, typical for him. Um, but I feel like he's he's playing around a lot in his music videos with like having multiple versions of himself in the music video. Um, and this one is exactly the same way. Uh, but it was a dope music video. So check that out. Um, Corday dropped off a new song and music video called The Parables. Um, I think Corday is getting ready to drop a new project. Um and by getting ready to, I mean, like, probably, like, maybe second quarter 2021, um, maybe first quarter, because he's dropped off a couple singles um, lately. Um, the Parables is dope. Um, he's spitting. The music video has got a, a pretty decent concept. Um, it features him, like, kind of, like, writing a story down on paper, and then the music video is acting out everything that he's writing. It's a it's a dope concept, and the, the song is even better. Definitely check that out. Uh, Rumor, RMR, who is the the guy with the, um, the ski mask who got popular because he he like remade a rascal flat song um that was basically just him talking about fuck the police and stuff like that um dude's got a pretty decent voice um and he dropped off a fourth quarter medley ep of sorts um but it was in music video format um so it was three music videos all three of him reworking songs so the first part of the music video it's called The Wishing Hour, and it's a rework of 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20. Um, the second part is called That Was Therapeutic. It's a rework of Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake. And then the last part is called Substitution for Love, and that was a rework of Iris by Goo Goo Dolls. It's, it's such a weird combination of songs that he's reworking, but he makes them work. And the dude's got an actually pretty decent voice. voice. So I'm, um, I'm pretty um, interested in keeping tabs on this dude and seeing where he goes um so definitely check out that kind of like short film um Megan Thee Stallion dropped off the music video for her song Body um you know as per usual with the Megan Thee Stallion video um don't watch this at work but I mean actually since everybody's mostly working from home still for the most part maybe you can watch it at work but if you're in the office (laughs) don't watch this um Megan's pulling out the choreography. She's got the cameos on deck. Taraji P. Henson is in this. I'm pretty sure Black China is in it. Um, and, you know, it's 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 risque for sure. Like, it's called Body for a reason. Um, but Megan's going off. This is probably, uh, 
you know, one of the biggest new hits from her new album. Um, and the music video uh, definitely went off. So definitely check that out. Um, G Herbo uh, was on uh, Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. Um, he's a Chicago rapper and he had a performance with Chance the Rapper for their song PTSD um, in honor of Juice World, who does the hook for that song. Um, and it was actually a pretty a pretty decent performance on Fallon, so check that out as well. Uh, rumor mill and the announcements. First thing, uh, Swiss Beats might have let the cat out of the bag, and he said that Outcast versus a tribe called Quest would be happening in the near future. Hopefully, him spilling the beans doesn't make that less likely to happen. Um, but that would be a dope versus. Uh, so, you know, I'm gonna be on deck with the playlist for that one. So, uh, stay tuned. Um, a lot of announcements of albums coming at some point in the future, like a lot. First, a Tribe Called Quest announced that a posthumous Five Dog album will be dropping in early 2021. Playboy Cardi said that his album Whole Lot of Red has been turned in. So, maybe we get that album first quarter 2021. Um, Future and Lil Uzi Vert, who just dropped an album, a collab album, Babe, uh, Pluto and Baby Pluto. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert said they got another album on the way. Um, Dr. Dre apparently is working on an album that's going to have an Eminem verse, which is surprising because I thought Compton was his retirement album. Chris Brown and Drake are reportedly working on a collab album called Best of Both Worlds. Drake already announced that his next solo album, Certified Lover Boy, will drop in January of 2021. So, you know, just over a month till we get a new Drake album. Donald Glover announced that he's working on his biggest album yet. Ty Dolla Sign announced that a Post Malone collab album is coming soon. So everybody's talking about this music they got in the work, probably because they everybody's just been doing nothing but making music in their studio since... You can't go to as many places as you could in the past. So this is definitely good news for us music fans. Um, And in the upcoming and recently released albums section, um, some albums that dropped in November that you should check out. November 2nd, Busta Rhymes dropped off Extinction Level Event 2, The Wrath of God Reloaded. As ridiculous as that title is, it's definitely a decent album. And there are some really good hits on there. So check that out. Uh, November 11th, Salam Remy dropped off Black on Purpose. November 13th, we got a lot of albums. 2 Chains dropped off So Help Me God. Future and Lil Uzi Vert dropped off their collab Pluto and Baby Pluto. Goody Mob dropped off an album uh, called Survival Kit. And Masego dropped off an EP called Studying Abroad. On November 20th, uh, DaBaby dropped off an EP called My Brother's Keeper, Long Live G, in honor of his late brother. Meek Mill dropped off an EP called Quarantine Pack. It's got four new songs on it. Megan Thee Stallion dropped off her debut album, Good News. Um, November 25th, Tinashe dropped off a, a Christmas kind of EP called Comfort and Joy. Juicy J released uh, his latest album, the Hustle continues this past Friday on the 27th. Lil Wayne also dropped off his mixtape No Ceilings 3. Um, coming soon on December 11th, Boldy James, um, an affiliate of the Griselda crew, is releasing his album Real Bad Boldy. And on the 13th, uh, Tobe Nwigwe is releasing the fifth installment of his original series called uh, Sync Originals. So... 
Um, those are all the albums that uh, were released in November that you can check out and then some that are coming soon. Um, so let's take a very small break and then we'll be right back with the Dig Deeper segment. back to thinking outside the boombox it is now time for the dig deeper segment to those of you that are new to the podcast this is the the segment um where i talk about the bigger topics in the genres um so album reviews um artist spotlights i do all of that in this segment um and this week i'm talking about the grammys because the 63rd annual uh grammy awards is happening january 31st and the nominees are in the nominations are in um so the grammys is likely not going to be at the staples center you know because of covid um i they haven't really said exactly what they're gonna do you know because they're in la it's possible it seems like they might be thinking of doing some sort of outdoor thing or at least something smaller i don't know they haven't released that information yet um but this year will likely be unlike any show that the grammys have ever had um since the grammys are usually in los angeles and they've been you know locked down with covid it seems unlikely that they'll be able to do any indoor event with a lot of fans so it likely and i would guess that it's going to be some sort of virtual type deal um we all know the history of r&b and hip-hop at the grammys historically they've been disrespected and underrepresented uh more and more artists care less and less about these awards because they've rarely represented the best music in those genres um, but the Grammys are a spectacle that features performances and appearances from some of the best artists out. So it will always be talked about. And I'm extremely curious and invested in tracking how much the Academy actually delivers on the change that they promise. Um, so in June, I had an episode where I detailed the many leadership changes that occurred in less than a year at the Academy. Um, and this was in my episode track number 152, A Right and a Wrong Way. So if you want some more detailed information on those changes, you can listen to that episode. But I'll just do a quick recap of some of the things that have happened in leadership at the Academy. So Neil Portnow, who was a white man and the president of the Academy since 2002, was ousted in 2019. His last years were mired in controversy, four specific controversies. Um, Funds were siphoned from the Grammys nonprofit to cover the $8 million cost difference associated with moving the 60th Grammys from L.A. to New York in Madison Square Garden. The former executive vice president of that nonprofit, Dana Tamarkin, accused Neil um, of siphoning those funds. She was fired in 2018 and claimed that she was wrongfully terminated for pushing back against the Academy's Boys Club. When addressing the lack of women nominees and winners at the 60th Grammys, Neil said that women need to step up. And most importantly, Neil was accused of sexual assault by an unnamed recording artist. So all of that, you know, you know, it's it's no surprise that they got him out of here. 
So he was replaced in August 2019 by Deborah Dugan, the first woman president of the Academy. She's a white woman. Five to seven months later, she was put on administrative leave and fired. Um, The Academy says she created a toxic work environment. She said the Academy was a boys club and she was not welcome and made a number of conflict of interest allegations and much more. Once again, uh, track number 152, that episode lays out the specifics of this. But she was replaced by a black man, Harvey Mason Jr., who was the board chair and a former producer. Um, And he took the interim CEO president role in March of 2020, and he is still in that role. Now, there have been a number of notable changes since he became president, seemingly in a direct uh, addressing of Deborah Dugan's conflict of interest allegations. A number of regulations have been put in place to limit conflict of interest in the committees that vote for all the nominees. They also changed a number of categories. Most important to this podcast, the best urban contemporary album category was changed to best progressive R&B album and the best rap sung performance category was changed to best melodic performance. So that's where we are. There's a black man in charge of the Academy after a year that had so much controversy, and now the nominations are here. Uh, I will say, when I first saw the nominations, I was surprised because there were albums and songs nominated I didn't think would be recognized. There were lots of women and artists of color in the big four categories. The nominees in the R&B and rap categories, I think, are deserving of the nominations. At a first glance, I could see that something had changed, like... This is not these are not the albums that would have been chosen like two years ago, like something is different. But this year was not without controversy. And I do want to discuss the weekend before I discuss the nominations and give my predictions. So the weekend was not nominated for a single Grammy this year, and he's pissed. For context, his After Hours album was eligible for nomination and he didn't receive a single one. Um... This has led to a lot of public distaste for the Grammys from his camp and a lot of artists that's supporting The Weeknd. The general consensus seems to be that his song Blinding Lights should have at least been nominated for Record of the Year and Song of the Year. And honestly, there's a point to be made there. That song blew the fuck up. Everybody knows it. It's his most successful song worldwide, which is saying something because The Weeknd has some crazy successful songs. And After Hours was a good album that seemed to be exactly the type of album the Grammys loves more so than probably any album in his catalog other than maybe Starboy. And it is important to mention that the um, awards that the weekend has won in the past have been in like the R and B category, the contemporary R and B category. And, you know, he drops a really good album and then there's, there's nothing, there's no nominations for it. So it was confusing. So the weekend tweeted out, uh, the Grammys been corrupt and they owe him, his fans in the industry transparency. Harvey Mason Jr., who was the president, said the process was fair and he reminded that the committee only votes on the 20 albums that make the shortlist, which is also decided by committee vote. But he wouldn't say if The Weeknd made that shortlist. Now, a source close to the situation said there was conflict over whether The Weeknd could perform at the Grammys and the Super Bowl next year. And it was decided he would perform at both. And this source alleged that this conflict was attributed to the weekend being snubbed at the Grammys. Now, Harvey Mason Jr. rebutted this, saying that the nominees were chosen and voted on before the announcement of the weekend Super Bowl performance, so there's no way it affected the voting process. Now, it's impossible to know the exact reasons why the weekend was snubbed, but it is incredibly odd that he didn't get recognized after the pop year that he had. And I mean that in the sense, like, he had a very pop year like 
his songs were on the radio everywhere. They were in commercials. Like he may have been one of the more mainstream artists this year. Um, his peers were equally confused. In response to this, Drake said, I think we should stop allowing ourselves to be shocked every year by the disconnect between impactful music and these awards and just accept that what once was the highest form of recognition may no longer matter to the artists that exist now and the ones that come after. It's like a relative you keep expecting to fix up, but they just can't change their ways. The other day I said The weekend was a lock for either album or song of the year, along with reasonable assumptions, and it just never goes that way. This is a great time for somebody to start something new that we can build up over time and pass on to the generations to come. This is very true. Like, you know, this is exactly why um, people are starting not to care about the Grammys. Um, and, you know, it's not to say that, you know, every artist should, you know, whine in the media um, when they don't get nominated. But, you know, this was just this this one seemed unfathomable. You know, Elton John got on Instagram to say that, in his opinion, Blinding Lights was record of the year and song of the year and that The weekend was snubbed. Producer Boy Wanda said on Instagram, your musical run in 2020 was one of the few bright spots that this crazy world brought us this year. It's sad to see it being overlooked, but at the end of the day, no award will define what you've done and continue to do for the city, much less the whole world. And honestly, that's what The weekend should take away from this. And that's how so many artists get to the point where they stop caring about the Grammys at all. Now, The weekend wasn't the only one who felt snubbed. Tiana Taylor tweeted, y'all was better off just saying best male R&B album because all I see is dick in this category after the best R&B album category contained only male artists. Justin Bieber submitted his album Changes as an R&B album because that's what he set out to make and he only got nominated in the pop categories. Nicki Minaj tweeted, never forget the Grammys didn't give me my best new artist award when I had seven songs simultaneously charting on Billboard. They gave it to the white man, Boney Bear. Like, you can't please everyone, and the Grammys never will. This will happen every year, no matter what they do, but we just need to see that they're taking this criticism constructively and putting things in place to ensure the Grammys are fair. It'll never be perfect. There's too much music out there. But they constructively take a look at their review process every year for a reason. Like, does there need to be a nomination or two in the big categories or you know all the categories that are secured based on some sort of billboard metric maybe but i don't know because then it might be possible to pay to win because you know if you just make sure that people i don't know if it seems like it would be hard to do that privately but you know maybe this is just some things that they should think about it's just important that the academy is doing everything possible to ensure the best music is being considered Personally, I think they did a better job this year in some aspects than they have in the past decade. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, let's take a look at the nominees. So every year I try to predict the big four categories, um, the five R&B categories, the four rap categories and the best music video category, because they usually usually like 60 percent of that category is hip hop and R&B. Um, so 14 total. It hasn't gone well the past couple of years because as the Academy has been making changes, they've become harder to predict because I think that they're making their decisions based on how they want to present themselves. But it's another year. Um, the eligibility year for this year's Grammys was from September 1st, 2019 through August 31st of 2020. Um, so let's jump right into the big four categories 
The first one up is Record of the Year. Um, so Record of the Year is based on the song, the music, the production. Um, in contrast with Song of the Year, which is about the songwriters. So for instance, let's say Drake did a song and Boy Wonder produced it. Um, if that song was nominated for song of the year drake would get the grammy if it was for record of the year um drake and boy wonder would get the grammy because it's about like and the engineers it's about like the the engineers the producers that's the record and song is strictly about the song writers so anybody who wrote on the song would get a grammy in the song of the year so record of the year the nominees are Black Parade by Beyonce. Colors by Black Pumas. Rockstar by DaBaby featuring Roddy Rich. Say So by Doja Cat. Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish. Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. Circles by Post Malone. And Savage by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. So it's the remix of Savage specifically. Um... So this is a tough one. Um, there, there are some songs in here that it's like, really? Like, Say So by Doja Cat was that popular that it got a Record of the Year nomination? It's like, maybe. I don't listen to the radio that often, so maybe this song is going off on the radio. Um, all the other ones kind of made sense. Now, when I'm trying to narrow down what could win this award, like, you got to think it's about the music. It's not about the lyrics. So right off the bat, what stands out to me is Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa, Savage by Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce, and see, those are the, those are the main ones, because Black Parade, I think, is more impressive for the lyrics than it is for Beyonce's vocal performance, uh, Colors by Black Pumas. Um, Black Pumas is like a kind of like a soul kind of like rock band. Um, it's a dope song, but I don't think it's good enough to be record of the year. Same with Rockstar. Like that song did numbers, but record of the year. I don't think so. I don't think so. Would say so. Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish is a great song. Um, important to note that Billie won this category last year from the same album. It's a really good song, but I think it's more impressive for the lyrics so when we get to song of the year i think i think that's where it's really has its merits don't start now by dua lipa is a worldwide smash um went three times platinum her biggest hit in the u.s maybe her most pop song yet um circles by post malone did crazy numbers in his first solo song to top the chart Savage, you know, was impressive because it's Megan's first number one. It went number one a month after it was released, three times platinum. Beyonce became the second artist ever behind Mariah Carey to top the Hot 100 in four decades. I think it comes down to Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa and Savage um, by Megan and Beyonce. Now, this is when you really got to start playing the Grammy politics. I think that Savage with Megan and Beyonce is going to win some awards further down the line. So I think that, you know, they're going to be sacrificed in this category. 
Um, because, you know, they're like, they're going to eat later. So let's give this to somebody else. I am going on record by saying that Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa wins record of the year. I'm locking in my vote. Uh, let's go to song of the year. The nominees for song of the year. Remember, this is a songwriter's award. Black Parade Again by Beyonce. The Box by Roddy Rich. Cardigan by Taylor Swift. Circles by Post Malone. Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish. I Can't Breathe by her. And If the World Was Ending by J.P. Sachs and Julia Michaels. So this is a songwriter's award. Um, so I think Black Parade could get this one. I think that song is more impressive for the lyrics. Um, it's impactful due to the timing. And, you know, she did the whole um, Black Parade route where she highlighted and supported small black businesses. The Box, incredible song, huge song. Seem like this should be more of a record of the year nomination. Like I feel like the the performance and the the song itself was bigger than the lyrics. So I don't think the box wins this. Cardigan by Taylor Swift has a big chance. It's one of the three songs on her folklore album that tell a story from three different perspectives. So song of the year makes sense for this. Circles by Post Malone, nah. Uh. Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa, I already said, I think it's going to win Record of the Year, so that song is more impressive for the music than the songs. Um, Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish, important again, Billie won this category last year as well from the same album, and I think the lyrics are what really make this song. It's a really personal song, honoring her brother, it's got a big chance. I Can't Breathe by Her. One of the many songs released after George Floyd's murder, but it's one of the best, and the Academy shows that they were listening. You know, it's a beautiful, haunting protest song that's part song, part spoken word. It's hers second straight nomination in this category. Um, if the World Was Ending by J.P. Sachs and Julia Michaels. Um, it's notable, even though it doesn't matter, because this is a songwriter's award, but Phineas, who is Billie Eilish's brother, produced this track. Um, it's a beautiful duet made even bigger because of its timing with the pandemic and things like that i think this category is between black parade cardigan everything i wanted by billy eilish and i can't breathe by her i think those are the four out of these eight that it's like one of these is for sure winning i i think it's gonna be billy eilish like Billie Eilish last year swept the big four record of the year, song of the year, uh, best new artist, album of the year. The Grammys and the Academy love Billie Eilish. This is an exceptional Billie Eilish song. I'm, I'm locking in my vote for for Billie Eilish. Everything I wanted. Um, I think that wins. I think that wins song of the year. So let's go to album of the year. Chalombo by Janae Aiko. I was honestly surprised to see this here. The Grammys don't usually recognize albums like this in the big four, but this is a great album. It's Janae's best album easily. It's a killer concept with musical connections, how each song 
um, has a different like chakra and like uh, what were they called? Like the the stones and the sounds. There's like some like energy stuff that I don't really know a lot about, but Janae goes all about that. And each song had its own like literal musical energy because she used a different like I don't know stone or something. I can't remember what it was. Um, dope features and great vocals. This is a great. Janae Aiko album, but I think we can rule it out for album of the year. I don't think it was that good. Um, Black Pumas by Black Pumas. Great album, full of soul. I don't think it's it's big enough for album of the year. Everyday Life by Coldplay. I haven't listened to this album, so this one's hard to judge. But um, it did get to number two on the Billboard 200, number one on the rock charts, number one on the UK charts. Uh... Jesse Volume 3 by Jacob Collier. Um, I listened to this. It's a good album. It's weird at times, but it has some really good songs on it. I don't think it's big enough for album of the year. I don't think it was that impressive to give it album of the year. Women in Music Part 3 by Haim. Um, I haven't listened to this album. Number 13 on Billboard 200, number one on the UK chart. Um, a song from it was nominated for Best Rock Performance. Um Haim makes the type of music that wins album of the year a lot. It's a good contender. Um, Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. Haven't listened to this album. Like Coldplay, Dua Lipa, Haim. Haim is maybe more of an album that I would listen to, but Dua Lipa and Coldplay, I'm just, that's just that's not for me. Um, Dua Lipa, number four on Billboard 200, number one on UK. Um, it's also nominated for Best Pop Vocal Album. That's important because... Maybe she wins that, and so they don't give her album of the year. You know, it's it's hard. Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Um, no, that's not going to be it. Folklore by Taylor Swift. Mm. Now that's possible. I, I think you can easily narrow this category down to Folklore by Taylor Swift. And probably all of the albums I haven't listened to. I don't think any of the albums I listened to, which was Chilombo by Janae Aiko, Black Pumas by Black Pumas, uh, Jesse Volume 3 by Jacob Collier, Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. I think you can count all four of those out. So that leaves Folklore by Taylor Swift, Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa, Women in Music Part 3 by Haim, and Everyday Life by Coldplay. I've only listened to Folklore by Taylor Swift out of that in preparation for this just to see. It's, you know, it's a Taylor Swift album. Like, how can you really judge, <laughs> like, whether that album is better than any of her past ones? Like, it sounded like a Taylor Swift album. It seemed it seemed like the songwriting was was better and more mature. But musically, it didn't rock my world. Um, I don't think Dua Lipa wins this Um my gut just tells me, you know, if she wins a record of the year, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard enough. And looking at the numbers, I, I pulled Billboard and like, you know, just sales numbers for all of these. And like, it seems most likely that Taylor Swift's Folklore album or Himes Women in Music Part 3 album wins this award. Um... I, I'm I'm gonna put my money on Taylor Swift. I feel like it's always good to put your money on Taylor Swift when it comes to the Grammys and awards in general. 
I'm saying Folklore by Taylor Swift wins this award. Uh, and the last of the big four is Best New Artist. So the nominees are Ingrid Andress. She's a 29-year-old country singer. She released her debut album in March. She's also nominated for Best Country Album and Best Country Song. Phoebe Bridgers is a 26-year-old indie rock singer. Released her sophomore album in June. It's not her first album, but her first album to chart on the Billboard 200. Chica, 23-year-old rapper who released Industry Games in March, which was her EP. Noah Cyrus, she's in the Billy Ray and the Miley Cyrus family. She's a 20-year-old country singer who released her sophomore EP in May. It's the first to chart on Billboard 200 for her. D Smoke, 35-year-old rapper, he won the Netflix Rhythm and Flow competition, released his sophomore album Black Habits in February. Doja Cat, 25-year-old singer-rapper whose sophomore album Hot Pink was released last November. Kay Trinata, a 28-year-old DJ producer who's been around for like a decade, but his sophomore album Bubba really got heavy buzz this year. It's nominated for Best Dance Album. And Megan Thee Stallion, a 25-year-old rapper, she released her Sugar EP in the eligibility period, and that has Savage on it, which is one of the biggest songs of the year. Um, my prediction is Megan Thee Stallion. Um, I don't know much about Ingrid Andress, Phoebe Bridgers, Bridgers, Noah Cyrus, but it seems impossible just looking at what their their albums did this year that they had a bigger year than Megan The Stallion. I know for a fact that Chica, Doja Cat, and Katrinata did not have a bigger year than Megan The Stallion. D Smoke, who I think delivered one of the top five rap albums of the year, possible, but I think Megan The Stallion takes this. Um, her Savage song and the Savage remix with Beyonce blew up. There was all of the drama with Tory Lanez, and she came back from that to still deliver some good music. I think the Grammy gets behind her. Megan Thee Stallion, Best New Artist. So the big four, I've got um, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa for Record of the Year. I've got Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish winning Song of the Year. I've got Folklore by Taylor Swift winning Album of the Year, and I've got Megan Thee Stallion winning Best New Artist. Let's jump into the R&B categories. Uh, Best R&B Performance, which the Grammy says is for new vocal or instrumental R&B recordings. You've got Lightning and Thunder by Janae Aiko and John Legend. You've got Black Parade by Beyonce. You've got All I Need, Jacob Collier featuring Mahalia and Ty Dolla Sign. You got Goathead by Brittany Howard, and you got See Me by Emily King. Um, I think Black Beret by Beyonce takes this. It didn't win. It, it, by my predictions, I don't think it wins in the song of the year or the record of the year category. So I think they give it its due in the best R&B performance. I think Black Parade wins this one. Best traditional R&B performance. So I've always considered this... Best R&B performance is kind of like, you know, contemporary R&B songs. And it, and it's about the performance, not necessarily the writing. Um, traditional is more like old school R&B. So like traditional de- uh, de- delivering in a traditional fashion the R&B performance. So the nominees are Sit On Down by The Baylor Project featuring Gene Baylor and Marcus Baylor. Wonder What She Thinks of Me by Chloe and Halle. Let Me Go by Michael Kilgore. Anything For You by Lettucey. Distance by Yubba. I listened to all five of these songs back to back in preparation for this. I had only heard one of these songs, 
Wonder What She Thinks of Me by Chloe and Halle. I listened to all five back to back, and there's only one song whose performance was so impressive that I had to replay it. Like, and it stuck out. Like, I listened to these back to back, and this song was so good that I was like, how can anyone not give it to this for best traditional R&B performance? The vocals were incredible. The lyrics were great. They delivered it perfectly. I think Michael Kilgore wins this award for Let Me Go. I had never heard of Michael Kilgore. Apparently, he's a... he's a uh, How old is he? I actually don't... I don't even see his age. But he's a, an R&B artist um, from Orlando, Florida, moved to Nashville, um... He caught uh, Billy Porter's attention, and Porter kind of mentored him. Um, I had never heard of him, but this song is fantastic. Uh, He released an album called A Man Born Black in 2019. Um, But yeah, this song, this is it. This is it. I, I would be so shocked if it doesn't win. You know, sometimes you wonder if like they just give it to the names you know, rather than what actually was the best song, I think this is the best song. But at this, at the same time, Lettucey racks up in R and B Grammys easily. Her and Layla Hathaway, actually, maybe it's just Lettucey. Um, they rack up in them. So I wouldn't be surprised if anything for you. But I'm just going on my gut. I think this "Let Me Go" song wins best traditional R and B performance, best R and B song. Now, this is a songwriter's award, so this is about the lyrics. This is about the writing of the song. Better Than I Imagined by Robert Glasper, uh, Michelle Indecchio Cello, and Gabriella Wilson. Uh, Black Parade by Beyonce. Collide, Tiana Major 9, and Earth Gang. Do It by Chloe and Halle. Slow Down by Skip Marley and Her. So, Her nominated twice in this category featured in both songs it's not her song either one this is for best r&b song so writing i mentioned before that i think black parade is more impressive for its 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 lyrics than its performance which so my initial thought was like okay so then black parade wins best r&b song and then something else wins uh best R&B performance but then I looked at all the best R&B performance nominees See Me by Emily King Goathead by Brittany Howard All I Need by Jacob Collier Lightning and Thunder by Janae Aiko and John Legend and I don't think either of those were big enough to to overcome the Beyonce bias you know I feel like Beyonce is gonna get she's gonna get the the nod you know, because she's nominated in this category. So I think best R&B performance and best R&B song go to Black Parade. It's not unlike the Grammys to do that. I think that's what happened. I think it deserves best R&B song over best R&B performance, but I just feel that the Grammys is going to respect any of the songs in the best R&B performance more than Black Parade. So I think they just give it both of them to her especially because Black Parade I don't think is going to win in any of the big four categories. I think she gets two Grammys here. Best Progressive R&B Album. This used to be Best Urban Contemporary R&B Album. Now it's Best Progressive R&B Album. This is for albums that aren't traditional R&B. They've got like hip-hop leanings, funk leanings, jazz leanings, stuff like that. 
Chalumbo by Janae Aiko. Ungodly Hour by Chloe and Halle. Free Nationals by Free Nationals. They're um, Anderson Pox band. Fuck Your Feelings by Robert Glasper. It Is What It Is by Thundercat. Now, my favorite album out of all of these is probably Ungodly Hour by Chloe and Halle. Also, It Is What It Is by Thundercat. This is this is a really good collection of R&B albums. I think they did a great job of nominating here because this made it really tough. But I think Chalumbo by Janae Aiko gets it. The fact that that album was nominated for Album of the Year is incredible. And that's huge respect put on that album. The fact that Janae Aiko has an Album of the Year nomination. I don't think it wins it, but because it was nominated, shows me the respect they have for that album. I think that respect gets her best progressive R&B album. Locking it in. Best R&B album. So this is kind of more, um, more like traditional leanings of R&B. Um, Happy to Be Here by Aunt Clemens. Take Time by Give On. To Feel Loved by Luke James. Bigger Love by John Legend, All Rise by Gregory Porter. All of these are amazing albums. Uh, well, Aunt Clemens' album, Happy to Be Here, is a good album. I won't say amazing. Um, Take Time by Give On is so good. I don't think it's Grammy level yet. Luke James' album is good. I think Bigger Love by John Legend wins it. I think it's the best album here in this list. All Rise by Gregory Porter is great. But I think John Legend gets a Grammy here. So, to recap the R&B categories, I think Black Parade by Beyonce wins Best R&B Performance and Best R&B Song. I think Let Me Go by Michael Kilgore wins Best Traditional R&B Performance. I think Chalumbo by Janie Aiko wins Best Progressive R&B Album. And I think Bigger Love by John Legend wins Best R&B Album. Now it's time for the rap categories. Best Rap Performance. So, again, this is... Uh, about the kind of about the performance and the music rather than the songwriting. Deep Reverence, Big Sean and Nipsey Hussle. Bop by The Baby. What's Poppin', Jack Harlow. The Bigger Picture, Lil Baby, my song of the week for this week. Savage, Megan The Stallion and Beyonce. Dior, Pop Smoke. Hmm. It's about the performance. So I think this comes down to. No, it isn't. This is Savage, Megan Thee Stallion, and Beyonce. The Grammys is going to honor Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion this year. Beyonce is the most nominated this year. Um, you know, this... It, it, yeah, none of, these, none of these other songs were bigger performances than the Savage remix. Um, definitely not Dior by Pop Smoke. Maybe the bigger picture, Lil Baby, but I think that's a songwriting award, and I think it comes later. Deep Reverence is a great song. Bop, you know, is fun. But I think this is Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce's award. Best Melodic Rap Performance. So this used to be rap-sung collaborations. So um, these are songs where there's rapping and singing. Uh, Rockstar by DaBaby featuring Roddy Rich. Laugh Now, Cry Later, Drake and Lil Durk. Lockdown by Anderson Pac. The Box by Roddy Rich. Highest in the Room, Travis Scott. Now I mentioned... In the, I think it was record of the year category. Oh no, it was song of the year category that the box 
I think should be recognized more for its music than the songwriting. Um, so I think The Box by Roddy Rich wins Best Melodic Rap Performance. As far as melodies go, like that's one of the most melodic songs we've heard in a while. Um, and it went seven times platinum. Best Melodic Rap Performance goes to The Box by Roddy Rich. Best Rap Song. This is about the songwriters and the lyrics. The Bigger Picture by Lil Baby. The Box by Roddy Rich. Laugh Now, Cry Later, Drake and Lil Durk. Rockstar, The Baby and Roddy Rich. Savage Remix, Megan Thee Stallion, Beyonce. So this is tough. This is about the songwriting. So I think that eliminates Rockstar, The Baby and Roddy Rich. I think that eliminates Laugh Now, Cry Later, Drake and Lil Durk. That eliminates The Box by Roddy Rich. This comes down to The Bigger Picture by Lil Baby and Savage by Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce. A song, so about the songwriting, I think The Bigger Picture by Lil Baby deserves this award. I think it's, it's, I can't imagine a world where the Academy picks Lil Baby over Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce. So that's why it makes me think that Savage will win. But I'm actually just going to go with my gut here. If the Academy is changing, then this is what they should do. The Bigger Picture by Lil Baby. I'm locking it in. I'm locking it in. I think Lil Baby wins a Grammy here. Oh, man, I really hope that happens. That would be so exciting if Lil Baby wins a Grammy and beats out Beyonce to do it. Impressive. Um, Yeah, I think that wins Best Rap Song. Best Rap Album. Black Habits by D Smoke. Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist. A Written Testimony by Jay Electronica. King's Disease by Nas. And The Allegory by Royce to 5'9". I was very pleased with this category. The fact that Freddie Gibbs has a Grammy nomination is incredible. He's been going off about it on his Instagram stories. Freddie Gibbs is probably one of the funniest people on Instagram. His stories every day are just hilarious. Just full of him reposting nonsense. It's great. Um... This, to me, is between Black Habits by D. Smoke and Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist. Now, just to, just to give a preview, when I do my end of the year awards, best albums, personally, Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs will be higher than Black Habits by maybe a little bit, maybe one album. But... I think D Smoke's album is more of an album that the Grammys will get behind. I think the Grammys, I think it's great that the Grammys nominated Alfredo because it is one of the best rap albums this year. But I think as far as getting the win, they're going to put their chips behind the more uh, mainstream digestible album. And I think that's Black Habits by D Smoke. But I do want to say that I think Alfredo, if it went, if it, wins best rap album it would 100% deserve it but I think Black Habits is gonna is gonna get it so let's recap the rap categories um best rap performance I think will go to Savage Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce best melodic rap performance The Box Roddy Rich. best rap song The Bigger Picture Lil Baby best rap album Black Habits D Smoke and finally, in my predictions, best music video, Brown Skin Girl by Beyonce, Life is Good, Future and Drake, Lockdown, Anderson Pock, Adore You, Harry Styles, Goliath, Woodkid. I hadn't watched the Harry Styles and Woodkid one. I did watch them. 
I don't think I don't think anything on this list is gonna be Brown Skin Girl by Beyonce. I think that's a lock for best music video. It's surprising that Life is Good was on here. It was funny, but like there were a lot of more impressive music videos that could have been nominated. Lockdown was a good music video, but I think Brown Skin Girl is gonna take it. So that is it for my predictions. Locked in those 14. I'm excited January 31st to see um to see what wins. Um I will say we will be right in the middle of a of a tournament uh when the Grammys happening. Just a little preview there. We'll get to that in a, another time. Um so it'll probably be a bonus episode of me just going through the the award show and the performances things like that. Now, there are some um, categories that I want to mention because I'm rooting for everybody black. There are some categories that aren't hip hop or R&B that I do just want to mention. Um, Brittany Howard from the Alabama Shakes, amazing artist. She is going to rack up at these Grammys. She's nominated for best rock performance and best rock song for her song Stay High from her Jamie album. That album was also nominated for best alternative music album um, and also Best Engineered Album Non-Classical. And her song, Short and Sweet, was nominated for Best American Roots Performance. Kay Trinata, uh was nominated for Best Dance Electronic Album for Bubba. And Best Dance Recording for his song, 10% with Kaylee Uchis. Or Callie Uchis. Michael Kiwanuka was nominated for Best Rock Album for Kiwanuka. PJ Morton, who fluidly makes gospel and R&B music, has racked up R&B nominations over the past few years. This year, his album, Gospel According to PJ, was nominated for Best Gospel Album. Uh, Not rooting for him, but Kanye got a nomination for Best Contemporary Christian Music Album for Jesus is King. Okay. Tiffany Haddish's Black Mitzvah was nominated for Best Comedy Album. Cynthia Revo was nominated for Best Song Written for Visual Media for her song Stand Up from Harriet. Lil Wayne was nominated for Best Recording Package for Funeral. Not really sure what that's about. Flying Lotus was nominated for Producer of the Year Non-Classical for his work on Thundercats' It Is What It Is album. Incredible project. And Beyonce was nominated for Best Music Film for Black is King, which she will likely win. Um, So that's it. That is it for the uh, Grammy nominations and predictions. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. The Grammys will be january 31st um whatever the next sunday after that actually the grammys um they air on a sunday usually so i will likely come back on february 7th the sunday after that with an episode discussing or maybe i'll do one during the week um a little bonus episode discussing what happened at the award show and we'll see how i did on my predictions i'm hopeful this year I think I might have a handle on it. Now, I said that, I feel like, last year, and I got like 2 out of 14. But I'm I'm thinking I'm going to get at least like 9 out of 14. That's what I think. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, that's it for this week's episode. Um, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TOTB, the podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is it for this episode. Um, regarding the Twitch thing, because, you know, I also do live stream the episodes. Um, I upgraded my uh, software on my computer, and the upgrade is not um, like what I the software I use to stream to live stream on Twitch 
now doesn't work on my new software. So I have to wait for the people who run that software to figure out what the problem is and create a new update that I can download before I can stream on Twitch. So unfortunate because I was really getting into the swing of that. But um, hopefully that comes soon within the next month or so. I think it is a priority over there. Um, So until then, I will just be releasing the audio versions um, wherever you listen to podcasts. So subscribe, rate and review, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, everywhere. Um, Tell your friends about the podcast and I will be back next week. If not with a with a big topic to talk about, I will be back with a song of the week. Um, uh, Your hip hop and R&B news and uh, one or two albums that were released uh, this past Friday that I think that you should check out. So tune in next week for the next episode. Thinking outside the boombox. Uh, this is your number one source for hip hop and R and B news. Peace. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.